Come on in to Margaret McSweeney's Kitchen for Kitchen Chat, where every week you'll meet chefs, cookbook authors, foodies, gourmets, and just plain people who love to eat. And along with laughter, chat, recipes, and stories about food, you'll sometimes also hear words of inspiration, love, and hope. As Margaret always says, kitchen chat is food for the senses and food for the soul. So grab a cup of coffee, put your feet up on a comfy chair, and get ready to spend a little time with Margaret and her friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is your host, Margaret McSweeney, and I'm broadcasting right here from my kitchen counter. And I'm so glad you could join us today. For those new listeners, welcome to my kitchen, and I'd just like to share a little bit of background about Kitchen Chat with you. We air every week, available for podcasts and have archive shows, and we feature chefs, foodies, people who love food, people who can really cook great, some fabulous chefs and and, uh, food lovers, and those who are just learning how to cook. So whatever your level of cooking might be, I know your level of food is very high, and I'm so glad you are here with us, and you will not want to miss today's show. We're going to be chatting with Jeff Black. He is the president of Celebrity Chef Tour, and it's a great organization that benefits the James Beard Foundation, and he'll tell us a little bit more about that. And if you are in the Chicago area, listeners, get your pens and paper down because you'll want to definitely visit the Kitchen Chat website, and uh, we'll have a link to the Celebrity Tour website where you can get a $50 discount to the wonderful Celebrity Chef Tour that's going to be in Chicago on November 9th with some fabulous restaurants and fabulous chefs. So without further ado, uh, Jeff, welcome to Kitchen Chat. Thank you, Margaret. Pleasure to be here. Oh, you are quite busy these days with the Celebrity Chef Tours. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what this is and and when did this all begin? And um, give a little bit of highlight about it. Sure, um, and and thanks for having us. Um, the tour was was founded in 2004. The James Beard Foundation, um, which was started by Julia Child, um, wanted to take the famous Beard House dinners that mm-hmm. happen at James Beard's house. Um, they wanted to take those on the road, and oh. so they they put together a program with the help of sponsors to go to different restaurants around the country. And those restaurants, along with the tour, would invite a guest chef to come in and cook with the host chef. And they would put together a menu anywhere from five to nine courses. And these chefs would um, pair wines with the courses and they would uh, do a uh, replica beard house dinner, which is an hour reception with past orders, wine, beer, pills, and then a sit-down dinner of, like I said, anywhere from five to nine courses, depending on how many chefs there are. Wow! So no one goes away with an empty stomach. <laughs> Definitely not. So tell us a little bit about um, the James Beard dinners. So um, for those who might not 
uh, be aware of who James Beard was, a real icon in, in sure, yeah. American Yeah, he was, he was the first kind of celebrity chef in America. Back in the 40s, he wrote his first cookbook um, and really, uh, really pushed the American cooking uh, way of cooking. And he loved to entertain. He would have people over at his house all the time uh, doing cooking demos and cooking schools and just, you know, opening bottles of wine for friends that would stop by. His house was um, on 12th Street in between 6th and 7th in New York City. And, and it's still uh, there? Is the house it still is, there? It is. Oh. It's, it is. The house is there and his kitchen is the same as it was. And the foundation, when he died in 1985, Julia Child started the James Beard Foundation with, with a Hello? few other cooks. Mm-hmm. Hey there. Uh, this is Chef Corey. Hi, guys. Hey. Oh, hi. How are you? Sorry, I just got hi. an email. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, John should be dialing in. Chef John from Devontae. What's going on? Guys? All right, good. Oh, Excellent. great. Hi, you guys. Great. Well, welcome. Welcome to my kitchen here. Yes, Great. I'm so excited. Listeners, uh, pardon the little inter- interruptions here, but I'm just so thrilled. We have two of Chicago's celebrity chefs on the line, um, Chef Corey Morris, uh, as well as um, uh, Chef um, Jonathan, and help me with the last name. Is it Beatty? Uh, Beatty. Beattie, you can say Beattie, 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 whatever. Yes. Everyone says it differently. Oh. <laughs> and we are so thrilled that you're here on Kitchen Chat with us. I, we were just hearing from Jeff Black, who's the president of Celebrity Chef Tour, about how all of this began and uh, how it ties into the James Beard Foundation. And it's kind of patterned after the, the famous dinners that would take place at the James Beard House. And how in 1985, Julia Child decided, let's replicate this. And um, there in 2004, it it, it started happening. And Jeff has really um, held the standard and uh, had all these great tours across across the country. So, and then on November 9th, Chicago is going to be the uh, yeah, and we're super excited. Super yes. excited, Margaret. So are we. We're really excited to get this. Oh, yeah. very excited. Great. So thank you. And 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 real quickly before we start chatting with the chefs, um, Jeff, a little bit about the James Beard Foundation. I understand that um, these tours have raised over eight hundred fifty thousand dollars to fund scholarships and culinary arts through the the James Beard Foundation. That's that's Yeah, we started, yeah, it's great. And we started it in, uh, again, in 2004 Mm -hmm. um, to raise the the awareness of the foundation because there's still a lot of people out there that don't know who James Beard was. Mm -hmm. Almost everybody knows who Julia Child was. The first chef to do a James Beard dinner was Wolfgang Puck. Almost everybody knows who he is. Right. But when you bring up James Beard's name, they kind of they kind of think, well, you know, I've either seen a, a book in my grandmother's house or my mother's house or in our house that he might have written because he wrote 22 cookbooks. And so when Julia Child started this foundation, they did a dinner with Wolfgang Puck in the house. Mm-hmm. Where he he cooked a seven course meal with wines 
and they had 12 people show up that paid $40 per person. Wow. And they were, <laughs> that was in 1986 and they oh. were thrilled that they got, they, that they got 12 people to show up to James Beard house. And so I think the last time uh, Wolfgang cooked at the house was in 2009 and it was $1,500 a person. And uh, up so from $40. That's amazing. Come a, come a long way. <laughs> come a long way. That um, is and so we take, we take that experience, that experience um, of, of dining at the house on the road. And when we're in Chicago, we'll, we'll be at, um, at Chef Corey's restaurant. And um, we have two guest chefs and then a, a, a pastry chef coming in to do um, to work with Chef Corey. And Chef Jonathan and Chef Dirk will be doing courses um, with Chef Corey and pairing it with wines. And guests will be able to have an amazing dinner. And I'm going to let the chefs talk about the menu and the fare. So please, uh, Chef Corey and Chef Jonathan, we're just so thrilled that you're here. And by way of background, listeners, um, Chef Corey is the chef de cuisine at... um, you're going to have to help me pronounce this. Mercat a la plancha. A la plancha. Thank yes. you. And what exactly does a la plancha mean? On the grill. Market on the grill, on the grill would be mercat, market. yeah. Oh, that's great. And then um, Chef Jonathan is the um, chef de cuisine at, and I'm going to need pronounce, pronunciation here, Devanti and Nautica? Devanti Inoteca. Unoteca. That's great. Well, what is your um, is on your menu for the November 9th um, gathering for the Celebrity Chef Tour? Okay, well, um, l- let me explain the menu that we uh, came up with, uh, me and the uh, other chefs. We decided that, you know, because we all have different backgrounds and uh, different styles of cooking, that we would uh, center the menu around Chicago neighborhoods and really highlight Chicago. So um, Jonathan is going to start in Little Italy, and uh, our pastry chef's going to end in Wicker Park. Um, I'm going to take uh, two of the main savory courses. So I'm going to do um, an old Chicago stockyards um, kind of a throwback and also a Southside Chicago dish. Oh, and what's the South of Chicago dish? It's going to be uh, a uh, fried quail with a goat cheese polenta, braised escarole, and a uh, Concord grape gastrique. Oh, wow. And and what are some of the uh, main ingredients and in, in the preparation of that? Um, you know, it's it's kind of a, you know, like a homage to, you know, fried chicken and shrimp, or like grits and, you know, Escarole. So you got the goat cheese polenta croquette, or goat cheese polenta, which is going to be nice and creamy. Uh, you know, fried quail. It's got a little bit of the uh, grape gastrique dressed over it, mm-hmm. and a white wine braised escarole. Oh, that just sounds great. And I'm ac- I actually grew up in the South, so I've never had fried quail. I had a lot of fried chicken and definitely a lot of grits. So that that just great. sounds <laughs> like it's going to be terrific. And I can't wait to be attending there. I look forward to uh, to enjoying it's going to be a fantastic dinner exactly now what is your uh, tribute to old chicago what's on the menu for the stockyards is going to be you know on a good uh, wagyu bavette which is a nice cut of the uh, wagyu beef that we work with here with Mm -hmm. smoked chipolini onions smashed parsnips and pickled asparagus something that you might find it as you know a typical steakhouse but just kind of elevated to a, a higher level with a really nice premium grade of wagyu beef you know and and you know what what exactly is wagyu beef 
Uh, Wagyu beef is just a, a really nicely marbled uh, beef that we import from Japan. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it's imported from Japan. That's great. That's great. And just kind of by way of disclosure, I am not the greatest cook, so I might be asking some basic questions uh, within this, but I really am so appreciative of your being on here, and I have such respect for your culinary arts. This is great. So um, now what is the most difficult thing about um, working with quail? Because it's so tiny. It is very tiny, and it can be overcooked very easily. So uh, we like to brine our quail um, for about six hours and then dry it, and then we also smoke it at a almost cold smoke it, not bring the heat over uh, 95 degrees just to absorb more flavor. Okay, so, and, and why not over 95 degrees? You Just, just to cold smoke it, and then it just absorbs more flavor and allows a little bit more time to smoke. Okay. Because then we also grill it, and and this and the restaurant right now, it's kind of a dish we have on the menu currently. We're going to be frying it for the dinner, but um, in the restaurant, we do pick it up off the grill, so it finishes cooking there. Oh, that sounds terrific. And what else is going to be on the menu? Any um, uh, side dishes? What are the other features? It's going to be an eight-course dinner. And uh, Chef John, you want to talk about, he's going to be opening the dinner with the first two courses. Great. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be doing uh, the first two courses, and they're going to be, the first one is a uh, kind of a tribute to Little Italy, where uh, my restaurant is, mm-hmm. and it's kind of um, it's kind of a new style of Italian dish that we're trying to bring to Little Italy. Like, our restaurant is very much not traditional Italian. Um, there's a lot of influences from, you know, real traditional Italy, like, you know, like in Italy, not just like Italian-American cuisine. Right. So... Um, you know, the first dish is a roasted farro salad, and farro is really great. It's an ancient grain from Italy. Um, it was one of those grains that kind of helped the Roman Empire conquer the earth. So it has a lot of roots in Italian cuisine, um, nice hearty grain, almost like cracked wheat. And it's uh, poached in apple cider, and then it's uh, sautéed with brown butter, uh, butternut squash, apple cider vinaigrette, whipped goat cheese, and a little bit of watercress. So it's really nice. It's kind of like a warm winter salad. But, you know, you still get the greens and, you know, your right. vegetables, a little toasted hazelnut in there as well. Oh, I definitely I definitely should have eaten lunch before you guys start talking. about this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know. I'm ready to, to have this meal. And so you had mentioned something. You're, you're trying to introduce a new style of Italian dishes. Um, what, so what is it about um, about this that you're, you're trying to bring here to Little Italy? Well, Little Italy for a long time, Chicago, has been very much what I – generally term red sauce Italian, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, it's just very basic chicken parmesan. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with the Italian-American cuisine, you know, in the United States. I love it. And, you know, I occasionally, you know, like to eat it. But, yeah. you know, I lived in Italy for a while. I worked in New York City and I worked for, you know, a lot of high-end Italian restaurants to where the the food that I try and bring to them is really a much more classic representation of what Italy is really about. And, mm. you know, it's really more of a, you know, there's dishes on the menu that are from specific regions in Italy that you would not see at any other restaurant. So, you know, that's uh, kind of what we're trying to highlight. That's it. And part of this is the, the farro dish then. The farro, yeah. Farro, <laughs> yes. That's great. So that's um, something you don't really see a lot at the Italian-American restaurants? Um, I'd be surprised if you ever saw farro at an Italian-American restaurant, to be honest with you. Wow. But it's just, a, uh, it was essential in Rome and... and oh, uh, yeah. It was one of the, it's it's always very widely known as the staple food of the Roman army when it was conquering the world, so... That's amazing. The staple food of 
the Roman armies. Oh, that's terrific. So that's going to be one of your opening that's courses. The, and, uh-huh. Yeah, that's one of the first courses. And then the second course I'm doing is um, it's I, I termed it for the Logan Square area of uh, Chicago, which tends to be kind of a melting pot of cultures. So this one actually has a lot of Italian influence, but it has a lot of French as well. And um, almost, a, and also a little bit of Korean. Actually, it's a uh, it's little uh, foie gras and oxtail raviolis. Wow! With um, black garlic, which is a Korean ingredient, which is fermented garlic, and it turns black Ooh. and it becomes really sweet and soft. And um, a little bit of saba, which is an Italian ingredient that's like almost like a, a boiled down grape must. It's really delicious. It's like I always tell people, just think balsamic vinegar, but instead of being acidic with a little bit of sweet, saba is sweet with a little bit of acidic. So Interesting. Oh, and I'm intrigued about this Korean black garlic. It's really fantastic. Um, oddly enough, I started to see it pop up more and more in high-end Italian restaurants because it obviously is garlic, and right. people associate garlic a lot with Italian cuisine. But it's really fantastic because it adds this sweet nuttiness that you don't get from garlic, and it melts into sauces very well. So the actual sauce for the pasta will be made with um, the reduction liquid from the oxtail cooking, uh, saba, pickled chanterelles, and the black garlic. So it'll be really rich and unctuous yeah. for the, you know, kind of wintertime in Chicago. Oh, that sounds fabulous. Now, where does one find black garlic locally? Um, you know, actually, Whole Foods. Um, really? I hate to plug them because I feel like I'm, you know, like breaking some copyright law, but... Uh, yeah, Whole Foods has it, I know. And you can find it in a lot of different specialty stores, anywhere in Chinatown as well, probably. Okay. Um, it just, it's a very new ingredient. Um, I hadn't seen it very much until like a few years ago. So I know it's only now starting to be a little bit more widely used, but really an interesting flavor. And, you know, if you were eating it, you would almost not know what you were eating. It's just mm. a really odd, delicate flavor. That yes, and to, to have it with that with the pasta and and what else can you use black garlic with? What what comes to um, mind? You know what it goes really well with is I did a dish with black garlic that was um crispy sea bass that we seared on the I'm gonna say planche again. We have a planche at our restaurant too. It's a fantastic cooking utensil, but okay. um little black bass um, seared on the plancha and then served in a little black garlic butter sauce. It was mm-hmm. really amazing. Oh, that does sound so. The crispy sea bass and and black garlic—that's a, a great combo. Oh, wow! A little so, bit of like um, pickled red chili in there too. It's really fantastic. Oh, this really sounds like some fabulous ingredients are going to be highlighting and with the dishes. So I guess we've gone through. Was it uh, two of the openings and um, and then the the entrees and and there are going to be seven. Is a seven course? meal for this? It's going to be eight courses. Uh, There's going to be a small intermezzo um, from a pastry chef, uh, Ben Roche, from Moda Restaurant here in Chicago. Great. And uh, it's going to be a really neat little campfire s'more bomb that he is uh, dedicated to Wicker Park. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. And so, and then um, what are the other two courses after that then? So after his the final dessert course is going to be for Uptown. Uh, it's going to be he his uh, conceptualization of dishes uh, seem a little out there, but his flavor combinations always work. Like he's going to do a uh, egg drop of lemongrass with kefir lime, mango, jasmine rice froth, caramelized soy sauce ice cream, and banana mint. Wow! Oh, this just sounds pretty great. excited now, to try this guys, caramelized soy sauce ice cream. You guys are killing me. 
<laughs> I know. It's just, oh, I, I, I'm ready to be there now. Um, and will the guests have, like, a written menu they can take home with them? Yeah, um, absolutely. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and we we print the menus. We print the menus and leave them on the table for the whole dinner. So when the when each course lands in front of them, there'll be a description of the course. And it really creates a lot of conversation at the table also because people will, you know, start asking, you know, where's, okay, where's the black garlic in this dish? And, you know, and so because it's just not going to be, you know, sitting there like a piece of steak probably so or a piece of beef. So it's uh, it's, it's a really fun dinner and, and there's a lot of conversation at the table about each course. And it sounds like a great way for people who love dining and love food to to meet other fellow foodies and and enjoy an incredible evening together. And I also understand there will be time to, um, you know, have conversation with you, the chefs, the celebrity chefs that are hosting this and preparing. Yep. Yeah. What Um, we what we do is we'll we'll bring the chefs out of the kitchen, and if they have time. And and every what's what's neat about the Celebrity Chef Tour is every dinner is different because we're at a different restaurant, you know, every time we work with different chefs every time. And so depending on how the the night is going, the chefs may come out of the kitchen before each course or during each course and describe their courses. Um sometimes it gets pretty hectic in the kitchen and they're not able to do that. But um and then at the end of the night, we bring everyone out of the kitchen and let the guests ask questions to the celebrity chefs. Oh, that is that is just such a great and unique opportunity to to be able to have that interaction. That is yeah, and it's it, it, it's it's completely different, except that you're you're eating and you're drinking great wines, but it's different than a you know a typical winemaker's dinner because it's. This is more geared towards and and concentrated on the food and the chefs rather than the wines. The wines right. are phenomenal, but it, it's not the it's not the focus of the dinner. Yes, we all also to mention we do have one of the top mixologists from the city that's going to co-collaborate with us on the dinner, and he's going to pair the courses with either wine or premium cocktails. And uh, his name's Mike Ryan. He's from Sable Bar and Kitchen, and just does an amazing job with the cocktails. Um, so you will see that, and uh, definitely excited. Oh, this is incredible, and it's just a wonderful opportunity for the Chicago community to to come out and really celebrate celebrity chef and chefs and excellent food, and at the same time, help benefit the James Beard Foundation to provide scholarships and funding for um, future future chefs so they can go to the culinary schools. And, and a little bit of background of um, you, Chef Corey, and you, Chef Jonathan. Um, tell us about where you studied and, and how you got so interested in food and, and how you ended up in Chicago. John, you want to go first? Go ahead. Sure. Um, well, I started cooking uh, when I was real young. My mom was a great cook. I'm actually from the South as well. I'm from Georgia. Um, and she was just a great cook and I kind of started cooking with her in the home atmosphere and um, actually while attending college at Florida State just figured out I was really good at cooking I'd always held down food jobs as a cook and then um, ended up going to Italy for about a year and 
uh, cooking over there before coming back to the United States. I worked, I went to the French Corner Institute in Manhattan, um, mm-hmm. worked at some of the top restaurants in New York City, La Bernadette, Danielle, uh, worked for Mario Batali for a few years. So um, that was kind of like the basis of how I got started. And then I actually came to Chicago to open the Purple Pig with uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. Banos Jr., Jimmy Banos Sr., and Scott mm-hmm. Harris. Mm-hmm. And then after I met Scott Harris, he brought me over to be the executive chef at uh, Devontae's. So. Oh, that's terrific. And I, I hear that there's a waiting list <laughs> for your restaurant these days. That is great. Congratulations on <laughs> Thank you very much. all of that. Now, what was it like um, uh, working with um, Chef Mario? He's awesome. Um, he's, you know, he's just kind of a a force everywhere he goes. And, you know, I worked at um, Eska um, for a lot of the time. I worked at Bob a little bit, um, worked mm-hmm. with Dave Pasternak, and, you know, who's one of his chefs at Eska, mm-hmm. and just learning seafood. And, you know, just New York City, it's a different experience than you get anywhere else in the world for cooking. So. Yes, and and dining too. I lived in in New York for seven years and um, went to several of the restaurants there. And oh, it's just amazing. But I feel that Chicago is really, really gaining um, great respect uh, and and um, recognition finally at last for the wonderful restaurants and um, cuisines offered here. I think, and this is just from my perspective of cooking in both places, that Chicago um, actually has a, a better food scene, in my opinion, than New York City, simply because in Chicago, I feel like it's more quality over quantity. Um, New York City is saturated with um, so many mediocre restaurants, and there's, yeah. of course, a lot of top-end ones. But in Chicago, I think each each of the really good restaurants here has a lot more identity. And I don't know, I just feel like it's a, it, it kind of feels like New York did, I think, back in like the 90s yeah. with the food industry kind of growing there. I think that's kind of what Chicago's like right now with it kind of growing and maturing and evolving. Oh, that is terrific. And, um, yes, I encourage everyone to, to visit, um, uh, and I'll provide a link, too, to the restaurant, uh, Devanti and Enoteca. Enoteca, yep. It's okay. So you can see some of the highlights and, and background with uh, Chef Jonathan. And, Chef Corey, tell us about Mercat a la Plancha. Okay. Uh, well, Mercat a la Plancha, we've been open for uh, just about four years now. Um, our executive chef, my chef, is uh, Jose Garces, who is the uh, Iron Chef on Food Network. Um, oh. he, most of his restaurants are in Philadelphia. Maybe he has seven restaurants out there. Uh, this is his only Chicago restaurant, which um, he has uh, gracefully let me run. And uh, we just, it's a Catalonian-inspired uh, tapas restaurant. Uh, we do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We're in the Blackstone Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and great brunch on Sundays, and business is uh, going great. That's great. And how did you get your start in in the food business? Um, I actually kind of took a non traditional route. I um, well, I'm classically trained through uh, from out many chefs throughout the uh, throughout the U.S. I didn't attend culinary school, but mm-hmm. um, I wish I could say that I was you know six years old cooking with my grandmother, learning how to make you know dishes that way, but that was, uh, you know, my parents didn't know how to cook, so I had to learn how to cook to feed my family, and so right. once that, once I got old enough to get the jobs, I started cooking, you know, lower-end restaurants, and got my first executive chef job when I was 21 in uh, Zion National Park, which was uh, pretty neat, mm-hmm. and from there, I moved to uh, Montana, where I was the executive chef of a private club in Big Sky. Uh, it's called the Spanish Peaks, 
Right. From there, I did a little time in Michigan and then ended up in Chicago. So four and a half years later, I'm here at Mercat as the chef's cuisine. Oh, that's terrific. And and tell us a little bit about Catalan tapas. What what are those like? If you can uh, Small plate, um, kind of centered around the cuisine from Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just do a great job of executing uh, the traditional tapas that you would find in any of the uh, pinchos bars or tapas bars in Barcelona, and as well as uh, do our updated class, uh, versions of the classics, kind of what Jose's approach to food is. That's great. That is great. Well, good. And are there any um, uh, key ingredients that you really feel that make the tapas stand out? The great thing about the Spanish cuisine and um, is there's ingredients that you really don't you have to do you anything to. So we, we import the finest um, abirico ham, which you just slice it, put it on a plate, and serve it. It's that quality of a product. And the imported cheeses that are so fantastic and, you know, and what is your favorite imported cheese? Um, it would be called Montenegro. It's a uh, goat's milk cheese with a Roquefort rind. It's uh, actually made by a single cheese producer in uh, Via Spain. Uh, fantastic, nice, creamy goat cheese. It's made by a uh, father-daughter combo, and it's the only cheese they produce, and it's really fantastic. Oh, that is that just sounds great. What and what a neat family tradition to to have there together. Now, what are you all doing for Thanksgiving? Do you have uh, do you cook at home? I guess I'm sure the listeners would be interesting. You know, what do you cook at home? I'll be cooking here. <laughs> You'll be cooking here. Oh my yeah. god. But but what do you enjoy cooking at home as a chef? Or do you not enjoy cooking? I mean, how, what what do you do at home? Um, you know, uh, for Thanksgiving, I, my first Thanksgiving in Chicago was a great, uh, great meal with some other chefs that I had met from the city. You know, and kind of went and decided that we wanted to take the turducken, but do it turducken times ten. So it was like a pork belly wrapped around a capon, wrapped around a turkey, wrapped around a chicken, <laughs> wrapped around a couple <laughs> corners game ends, and I'm like. I I, re- I think I can like Chicago. These guys oh, are good. Well, not That's a traditional a story. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Oh, not a traditional turkey beer. Wow. And and um, when you do you know cook your Thanksgiving uh, at home, is, is there any special um, I guess uh, dressing that you enjoy making to accompany it? Mm, just standard pan sauce, you know. Mm-hmm. Keep it traditional. Okay. No extra ingredients then. No. For that. Great. And what about you, Chef John? Um, I actually will have Thanksgiving off, oddly enough, because uh, I, I feel for Chef Corey because I know he works in a hotel and you have always have to work on holidays in hotels. Yeah. I've had to do that too. Um, But, yeah, we're actually close for Thanksgiving, so I think I'm going to have uh, Thanksgiving dinner with just some friends and um, when I cook, I just do traditional stuff. Actually, I think this year we're deep frying turkey, like Southern style. Um, right. So we're going to do some deep fried turkey. Um, I make a giblet gravy with with a, a giblet gravy with like sage and bacon. And, you know, when I, it's funny when I cook at home and I really don't cook at home that much. I should preface this. Um, <laughs> I generally cook like I either cook Southern food when I'm at home or I mm-hmm. cook Mexican food. It's one of the two. I, I don't know why, just those are the two cuisines that I, I tend to gravitate to when I'm not cooking Italian. Oh, that's great. And and as a fellow Southerner, I'd grown up in, in Alabama, Chef John, in Birmingham. Oh, I miss fried okra. 
Oh, fried okra. Yeah, it's funny. My mom, she still lives down there, and she calls me and tells me when okra comes into season and stuff. So. <laughs> so I'm still looking for a place in Chicago land that has some great fried okra and uh, the grits. But I really, I can't wait to to try the um, opening dish that you're featuring, Chef John, that has the the grits with it. That just sounds like a, a oh, just so delicious. Oh, that was yeah. I think that was Chef Corey. Oh, Chef. Dish. Oh, that's right, Chef Corey. Oh, that's right. With the south of Chicago, with the fried quail. Yes. Yes, that is going to be fabulous. Oh, and I won't let you down. You're going to love it. Oh, this is going to be terrific. <laughs> oh, and and I'm just so thrilled to um, let the Kitchen Chat listeners know that um, the Celebrity Chef Tour is just so gracious. Um, you will receive a special um, pricing for this wonderful event on November 9th, and I will leave details on the website for you, but you'll just need to go to CelebrityChefTour.com, and then um, once you purchase your ticket, uh, put in SAGE, S-A-G-E, and you will get a special discount for this wonderful event. So thank you all for offering that to the Kitchen Chat listeners. That's just such a special, special thing. We're just so thrilled. And is there anything else you want to share about this great event that's coming up or um, any other special well, dishes and ingredients? I w- I'd like to jump in and just thank the chefs because, you know, in doing this and, and doing the dinners with the foundation, these chefs donate their time to do this. And so um, it's a lot of work and it's a, it's a great a great cause and a lot of fun, but it is a lot of work for them to kind of kind of step out and either come out of their restaurant or with Chef Corey welcome, open up his doors and welcome other chefs into his kitchen. It's uh, it gets a little crazy in there during the during the dinners, you know, serving that many people with incredible food. It's right. you know, it's 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 about as far away from a quote banquet that you could get because the food is just that's so good. I mean, we've been doing this for eight years now and, and I'm still amazed at what these chefs put out um, for the, you know, for a hundred guests and the, the food is unbelievable. Oh, and this is such a treat that the Celebrity Chef Tour is stopping here in Chicago with these fabulous chefs from fabulous restaurants. And and thank you so much, Chef Corey and Chef John, for, for sharing your time. Because I know it's a busy um, evening right now, and, and you took the time to be on Kitchen Chat. That's okay. We're executive chefs. We don't do anything anymore. Yeah, oh. I got two chefs downstairs <laughs> running the restaurant. One, one chef we failed to mention was uh, Chef Dirk Flanagan, who's going to be uh, participating in the dinner, too. I know that was the only one we didn't mention, but we're really excited to pair up with Dirk. Dirk uh, operates two uh, very fine establishments here in Chicago, Henri and The Gage. Uh, so he's definitely going to be uh, representing and uh, putting out some top-notch food with us as well. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I was starting to I was starting to mention him when I dropped my phone and lost you guys a few minutes ago. So I, I appreciate <laughs> you mentioning him. No, <laughs> of course, thank you. No problem. This is going to be great. Well, thank you so much for for sharing your time and um, 
and uh, recipes. And also, I guess, on the Celebrity Chef Tour website, there is a place that recipes are posted. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. There's a, a number of chefs, number of chefs that have sent their uh, sent their recipes in to us, so they can go on there and and there's also photos of uh, of different dinners that we've done done over the past year. So it's it's uh, it's kind of fun. So if uh, if Chef Corey and Chef John decide to uh, relinquish a few of their recipes, we can we can toss them up on the website. Oh, that's absolutely. Sounds- that sounds terrific. Well, everyone, please mark on your calendar November 9th at 6 o'clock and uh, definitely head to Chicago. I'll have all the details and a link on the Kitchen Chat website. Thank you, Chef, and thank you, Jeff. I just think it's great what you're doing to to help promote um, these great scholarships for the James Beard Foundation and encouraging future chefs along the way and um listeners thank you so much for joining us please uh send in your own recipes and and keep in touch and definitely uh, mark on your calendar november 9th to attend the celebrity chef tour here in chicago and also we'll talk to jeff at another time about some other upcoming uh celebrity tour events as well for those listeners um outside of the chicago area And I just encourage everyone to please stay in touch and always connect and and please remember to enjoy the time, the special time in the kitchen with family and friends. And remember always, and you know, this is how I always end the show, savor the day. Thank you for joining us today. If you're interested in Margaret's books, A Mother's Heart Knows, Pearl Girls Encountering Grit, Experiencing Grace, and Go Back and Be Happy, please just click on the covers on the webtalkradio.net page in front of you. Margaret would love to connect with you and hear from you, so join her on Twitter, Facebook, her blog, or click on this website to leave a note and share a recipe. Thank you again, and we'll see you here again for a new show next week.